0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We, we've got some stuff out there. Michael, talk about that. Uh, listen to us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over the place on many of those delivery systems, as we like to call them, and watch these two fabulous faces on YouTube. We're out there. For your visual uh, pleasure, if you will, uh, as far as that goes, if you could call looking at the two of us pleasurable. Woo, boy, getting off track really quickly. Uh, but we are here to talk about college football and bowls and storylines and semifinals and championships and all that kind of fun stuff that has been the bowl season, which is pretty much winding down to, uh the championship game coming up on monday night uh but of course not just me on the podcast whoop over that way is mike hey mike what's going on how are
1: you uh i'm doing good i just would like to point out to my beautiful and amazing wife that all the dms that we're about to get uh from women watching us um because of our physical attraction uh dave said (laughs) it i did. so uh, if you're listening baby i love you i didn't
0: i didn't bring Ooh. on this
1: uh, dms
0: fair uh, fair point that was uh yeah, just completely no, ad-lib for me hey it's been a problem for my whole life i understand
1: <laughs> uh let's start with a bowl game that really didn't have much consequence but a storyline for sure uh and that's just uh what is it the Reli quest bowl in mississippi state illinois um where Mike Leach passes away tragically from a heart attack at uh, 61. And his uh, son was a graduate assistant on the team. He's at the game, uh, obviously super emotional and very difficult for him. And they pull out a last second win against a good Illinois team. Um, So just happy, you know, uh, for that program and for Mike Leach's son to, to be in attendance with his dads. Team um, did what they did, so uh, I don't know if you caught any of that, Dave, or uh, you have any comments there. Uh, if you just want to move on to the
0: next. No, game. I, I didn't catch any of that, but obviously, um, the the healing power, if you will, of of galvanizing teams. Uh, together uh in a common goal uh around the mike leach issue there at mississippi state Uh, good for them you know good for them to kind of you know come together and play well and 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 get a victory uh as i'm sure mike leach would have wanted them to so um yes outstanding stuff there for sure
1: be interesting to see who they end up hiring to replace him too if. uh but we'll go down that road later.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, what was there a game that caught your uh, attention there, buddy?
0: Oh, we should talk about our favorite Duke's Mayo Bowl. We should absolutely talk about. Oh, that. Although the game itself was was just awful. Uh, it was on Friday, December thirtieth. It opened up the games that day, and uh, oh boy, it was yeah. it was difficult to watch, to say the least. Um, the biggest disappointment for me in this game mike and we talked about it uh they got to the end of the game and uh it just it ran long i which i thought a lot of the bowl games did uh commercial commercial right oh, yeah oh, all these games this- were I, this game i i, I, I turned it, it on day, but, yeah and i was like okay it's getting close to you know, three o'clock. It, I want to. I want to make sure that I sit down and watch for the Mayo bath. You want and the I come out experience? And, yeah. Oh yes. And this game didn't get over to like 345. Yeah. and uh, so that
1: might have played into their decision. Obviously.
0: Oh, it absolutely did. Yeah. So they are getting the the game's over. They're showing and they, you know, getting all of the 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 Mayo bath teed up for uh, Maryland's coach and. Then they're like, oh, you can tune into the app and watch that. And they cut away to the next game. And I was like, are you kidding? So I open up the app. <laughs> CBS and- known
1: for all oh. their great streaming and app development. Oh,
0: yeah. Brutal. Sorry. And I'm like, what the? And open up the app. Nothing. <laughs> couldn't couldn't see it. Uh, went back later to find it. Uh, it was right there. I went to play it and it said, oh, error. Can't play. Uh, so like one of the what I think is one of the great new traditions in some of these, uh, unbelievable numbers of ridiculous named bowl games. The Duke's Mayo bowl is actually a fun one and we don't even get to see it.
1: Right. Right. You know, so it does come out on social media. We did put it on our Twitter. Yes, feed.
0: yes we did. Yep.
1: Uh, Michael hoxley head coach, uh, uh, a large African-American gentleman and, uh, If you thought it didn't sit right with like Shane Beamer and those guys getting it on, you know, on the chin, so to to speak, uh, this really didn't sit right. He had it over. Have you seen this trend day that these oversized baseball caps, people are wearing like 10 times the size of a regular baseball cap. He had one on when they started um, doing the, the Mayo bath. And, you know, that caught a lot of it, obviously, but then rightfully so, I don't know if there's social media people or whoever said, so you got to take the hat off. And now you have a very large, bald black man with mayo.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, a family show.
1: I'll leave the rest of it
0: for, all over. But yeah, I mean, regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. of who it is, not good. Not um, good. It, it, it's hilarious. And I still, um, I say this
1: every year, why isn't it this, the punishment for the losing, the
0: losing coach? coach I, I said that, I said that to, it, to my boys flip. too. It really does need to flip and the losing coach really does need to get the bath. Uh, you want to talk we, about playing for
1: stakes? You know what I mean? The rest of these bowls that don't quote unquote matter.
0: Uh, yeah. That would matter if I was a head coach. Yeah. Oh, She's better believe it when well, you'd be all over yeah. your players. Look, I don't want to take this Mayo bath. Right. Um, the I, game itself, Mike, as we mentioned, uh, terrible. I'm just looking at the yeah, rushing away from that. the rushing numbers. Uh, this is all you need yeah. to know. Uh, 1.9 yards per rush for Maryland, 1.5 yards per rush for NC State. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It was truly horrible. Anyways. If you
1: listen to Lose With Us, you know that the Orange Bowl, the orangest of Orange Bowls in the history of Orange Orange Bowls, Um I'm, I was highly disappointed David Clemson's yeah. effort. They looked like they had practice, especially on offense. They didn't have a plan. They were running random plays. And I, I don't know if they had a new, you know, play caller on the coaching staff or, you know, I know, you know, we had the new QB uh, and all that. Although he played some pretty critical moments in the season, uh, they were just terrible and Tennessee came to play and, Uh, really made a statement. You know, I think that these two programs, uh, going forward, are going to be in competition, even though they're in different conferences. You know, they're Mm -hmm. in different um, leagues. I guess is that what they call yeah, conferences. You you, you had it right the first time. Okay. Um, still same basic region, you know, the Southeast. Right, right, right. They are rivalry, and and they're both going to be good. By the way, you Mm -hmm. know, so they're going to be in the top, you know, eight in the country you know, looking for a playoff spot next year. So uh, I thought Tennessee really made a statement. So,
0: uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, boy, they gave uh, Cade Clubnick, yeah. um, the quarterback for Clemson, plenty of opportunities. He threw the ball 54 times. He ran oh, the yeah. ball 20 times, um, you know, and this is a guy who stepped in because DJ went into the transfer portal and, you know, ended up, what did Steve right. say? Oregon State.
1: Oregon State or somewhere, yeah, buried in
0: the in the West. So he he certainly had plenty of opportunities here to to make an impact on the game, and so you know we'll 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 see how Clemson is. But I agree with you. I mean they're they're both just flat. It was just flat. Yeah. Yep. You know, I was surprised. All of those attempts aside, I mean they scored fourteen points. Right. I mean that's that's just not getting it done in a, right when it's right. number was, six versus number seven. Right. Um so what
1: that tells me there's no extra effort by anybody yep. that caught the ball. And I mean, I mean, you get the point. It would they were flat. Uh let's talk about double dip, Dave, the pinstripe bowl. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> if we have to, we have to. Uh, if we have to, we talked yeah. about them all year. Yep. Um I still, and I say this every time too, that they play the pinstripe goal in Yankee Stadium. It just doesn't look right. Like you know, some of the stadiums they play football in, it's like they could do, they could get away with this if they had to. Yeah, in Yankee Stadium, it just doesn't look even remotely organic.
0: Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about uh I don't know why this image came right into my head just at this moment. Uh is Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia when they used to do that when the Phillies played oh, yeah. and the Eagles played there. Well, they put stands in. You know, you didn't have this huge gap between the field right. and the regular well, stands. They put right. stands to fill that in and I think that that has something to that do with it like yeah you know um, and I noticed this time and I don't, I didn't watch the pinstripe bowl the previous year, but they actually had like those like little blue walls around mm-hmm. the field to kind of like mm-hmm. frame it in a little bit. And of course they put sponsors on it. That's really the right. big part of it. Um, But yeah, it, it doesn't have a good feel. Uh, the field no. itself was awful. All just, true. just awful. I, I mean, contributed Correct. to so many players slipping and falling and, you know, all that being said, Syracuse manages to roll up 477 yards of offense. Yep. Um, and but just couldn't finish. Couldn't finish. You know, you have the it's they get the touchdown. It's 1410. They're driving in the you know, they hold Minnesota three and out. They're driving down the field. Bang, bang, bang with the uh, the passing that had all of a sudden just opened up at the end of the second half and into the third quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. And Garrett Schrader just, you know throws the guy uh you know a cheap easy pick six and the guy picks it off takes it 50 some odd yards for the touchdown um and that was really the difference uh Syracuse ends up you know losing 28 20 they got a late uh touchdown and then had used their timeouts so they didn't have any timeouts left to stop the clock um you know it's just Syracuse just dominated in a lot of aspects. But uh, as I saw from uh, several uh, Syracuse media folks, the same kinds of things that have hurt them all year Hmm. hurt them in this game, given up big plays on special teams, you know, the next drive, Minnesota, you know, got a 71 yard kickoff return. Um, so they only had to go, you know, they got to the end of this. It was like 25 yards to get in the end zone. Um, to again, you know, extend out the lead. Uh, you have the interception. You have the 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 penalties at at key moments. Um, it just
1: seems like they're very undisciplined at the, at the worst time. It just bites yep. them at the, at the very worst time every time.
0: Yep. And, Let and, me ask and Coach Baber said, look, that we have to clean that up. That there's, yeah. there's some other things that we know about, uh, but there's some things that we absolutely need to clean up. And and penalties and and special teams are two of the big ones.
1: Thanks for joining us here on uh, All Syracuse Talk all the time here <laughs> on Orange <laughs> You Glad I Didn't Say Banana here in Central Ooh, New York.
0: Orange You orange, Glad. Orange I You Glad banana. We Didn't Say Banana. Wow.
1: Why wasn't Sean Tucker playing uh, running back for, for Syracuse? Mr. Thirty Four, Mr. I'm going to wear. I'm going to be the captain, the leader. I'm going to do everyone proud. That, you know, that wore this number before. Um, where was he, buddy?
0: Okay, so I'm going to have to call you out. The number's forty-four, and he doesn't wear it because they haven't they haven't taken it down yet. Um, but there's that. Um, he still is an amazing running back, and this is going to send me off into. So a- he
1: did wear thirty-four.
0: Yes, oh, he wore 34.
1: I thought there was a big hubbub last year, and they ended up giving him the number.
0: No, they there was talk about it, and they said no. So that's my yep, my bad.
1: You're right. I can now I can see Jim Brown and Rob Carpenter and those guys.
0: Yes, you're wrong. I'm right. Yes, you're
1: attractive. (laughs) I'm ugly.
0: You're. Good looking. I'm not attractive. <laughs> um, anyways, so my rant on this is: I am sick and tired. Yes, sick and tired. Like Bill Cosby, I am sick and tired of these players. I don't know if you want to reference
1: Bill Cosby in 2023, but
0: go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's a rough. It, it's one, still funny. It's it's yeah. It's, but, yeah, it's uh, Bill Cosby himself. Go watch it. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of these players who announce that they are going to the draft and immediately are like, Oh, well, I I have so much to do to prepare for the draft, which is in April. Mm -hmm. This is December Mm -hmm. that I can't play in the bowl game. Now I'm going to be on the sidelines and I'm going to watch the game and I'm going to, you know, do my, you know, contributing to the team by you know pumping them up or just play the freaking game, will you please? And this is not just Sean Tucker; it's all across college football. Uh um, It was uh two many, wide
1: receivers, starting wide receivers for you guys too, right? Uh, yeah, I think they were saying on the broadcast, especially skill position wise. You well you on our defense, were really, uh, defense. Oh, maybe really, yeah, yeah. Was so
0: Yes, yep, yep. Defense really, really hurt because Deuce yep. Chestnut. Um, and then, um, Garrett Williams, you know, so, I mean, you're lost. So here's a Syracuse team that holds Minnesota 215 yards and was missing five defensive starters. Um, so is say whatever you want about that, but I, I just, it's so annoying to me, um, that this goes on and, you know, they talked about the Minnesota offensive lineman. Oh, he's the best tackle or guard in you know, Mel Kuyper's draft list and whatever, play the freaking game. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, 20 20 years ago, players were announcing for the draft and they played the ball games. Right. With
1: less equipment, less medical science available, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. It it, it is uh... so frustrating.
1: This Big Orange Talk brought to you by Jim Beheim safe driving class. Jim (laughs) Beheim safe driving class. Mostly right most of the time. Good enough for Central New York. Jim Beheim safe driving
0: class. Wow.
1: Google it. Uh, USC Tulane, Dave. Now, the Cotton Bowl, if you will, um, because that's what they called it. What a furious (laughs) comeback by Tulane. Like, USC got up quite a bit and turned the switch off, and they couldn't turn it back on. Uh, And uh, to see that small school have that big day and have uh, quite a few incredible athletes and incredible long plays by Tulane, uh, 46, 45, super entertaining, super defense optional, um, you know, one of probably the bowl games of the year um, that isn't the two semifinals, uh, which we're getting to shortly folks Hang in there.
0: Yeah. And Caleb Williams, you know, Shows that he's every bit the Heisman Trophy winner. 37 of 52, 462 yards and five, five passing touchdowns. Uh, But, yeah, as Mike mentioned, uh, 28-14 USC at the half. They score just 17 points in the second half, uh, while Tulane scores 32 in the second half. So um, great job. Yeah, and as my one son pointed out, how is this possible that Tulane completed eight passes, eight, and won this game? Well, they won this game because they had 34 rushing attempts for 300 yards, but they completed eight passes. (laughs) Yeah, is that good? What's the yardage on the pass? Oh, my gosh. Let's just see. Yards per rush? No yardage. Oh, okay. Actually, interesting. Yards per pass was thirteen. I mean, they did get yeah, two, I, they did I, get I 234 two hundred and thirty-four yards passing.
1: I was going to um, say two of the of the eight. I can picture super long. Yeah, you had the eighty-seven
0: touchdowns. yarder to Jackson. Yeah, yes, that was, and then there was a fifty-nine super yarder athletic, as well.
1: Athletic, yeah.
0: But it's just it, when, you, it, when if you're going to watch,
1: watch one play, watch that play. Yeah, that yeah. was athletic.
0: And that yeah. was for Jackson, his only catch of the game, the one catch for 87 yards, but um, so it's Tulane
1: just. ends, ends up uh,
0: 12, 12 and two. two. Yes. Amazing.
1: And uh, USC 11 and three. Keep that in mind, USC season, because I want gonna- to come back to that in two minutes uh okay. the other game i want to talk about in that context is the rose bowl with penn state and utah penn oh. state comes out puts the hammer on early it keeps the keeps utah down the you know the final score is not indicative of the dominance uh, penn state had in this game 35 21 um is the final and penn state ends their season 11 and 2 um did you watch any of this game or any? Kind of uh, I, I, game yeah, like I
0: watched some of it. Um, I, I was really shocked by Utah. It I, just looked flat, Time, um, right. and I, I think in in general with bowl games, I think it's very difficult uh, because there's such a long gap between the last game. Some of these teams, you know, it's been four weeks since they've played uh when they've gone from you know august to you know end november beating in december playing every week Uh, i think that lends itself to that from time to time but yeah i mean utah geez they were like the darling and wow look at what they did to you i was high on them everything else season and
1: early season for
0: sure you know they come in at number eight and uh yeah, and and you've talked you talked about it during the year too, Mike. How you know Penn State just kind of under the radar and um... well, let
1: let's go there. So like you said, under the radar, there are only two losses or to two of the four playoff teams this year. Um, Michigan blew them out. Ohio State they Penn State had a lead at halftime and narrowly yep. really lost that game, um, and that's it. And they really dominate everybody else on their schedule uh 11 and 2 they'll probably end up in top you know eight in the country oh would you rather have that but really no fanfare all year never considered even though they never left the top 10 never considered a contender never considered you know a threat to anybody Mm -hmm. um or usc who had all that promise and had everything at their fingertips and yeah they got caleb williams uh Heisman, but they really did not fulfill what uh, was a very promising season. Uh, Remember three weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, uh, playoffs and national championship contention. Yes. Uh, And here they are losing uh, a non-playoff bowl game. So, you know, which season would you rather have? Yeah. You know, so I'm asking you, Dave, if you were – a fan from a fan's perspective and from a coach's perspective, you probably everyone would probably pick USC because you did have it in your own hands. And yeah, you and I you can do a better job.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's the tough part is uh in their hands, and also you know, again, all of the hype that went around it. Like, right. as a fan, you know, it, it's it's nice to see your team, you know, be really yeah. good, but when when the media gets on and it's like, wow, like. They're talking about my team and my team is really good. And you think about all of that with USC, but, um, I, I'm sure there's a huge group of fans that will say, I'll take an 11 and two season, uh, with two of the losses to two of the top four teams in the country. Um, and I'll take that type of season. So I think mm-hmm. it's divided. I think for me, I probably would lean towards the, the USC side of things, uh, the dynamic quarterback and being in the, in the limelight for most of the year. But, um, and then I would just be really disappointed with how they played in the bowl game. Right. No, how I they agree. played in the PAC 12 championship game too.
1: It feels like Penn state has accepted relegation. They are the third team in the big 10 and they're going to be the third team in the big 10 and, you know, Wisconsin and Nebraska and, and whoever else Illinois, in a way, whatever, you know, cute efforts, Michigan state, but <laughs> They're all going to be behind the top three, and Penn State is solidly third, and they've seen just like everyone in the world, including Penn State, has accepted that, Mm -hmm. and for that reason, I would advocate a coaching change. Um, I don't think Franklin's done a bad job at all. I think Mm -hmm. he's done quite a good job, Um, but if you're going to be stagnant for multiple years, you can't have an era of relegation like this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's really starting to turn into a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it'll be this year, but if it happens again this year, uh
0: watch out. Okay, that's, yeah. that's
1: just what I'm I'm seeing. All right, let's get to the to the playoffs, Dave. What are we doing here?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think that brings up an interesting point too. That there's been. um information out there that you know jim harbaugh might jump to the nfl and so imaginary that right but as you look at the whole argument you just put together well i mean jim harbaugh say what you want i think he's a very very good coach you know he's finally kind of you know gotten over that ohio state hump and all of that Uh, but you take him out of the mix in the big 10 um and i know michigan is a very good team but you could make an argument that penn state could you know, pop over them if Jim Harbaugh leaves. Um, and so that's a big moment there, but, um, yeah. I'll believe let's, it when I see it. I yeah. think,
1: yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about his team
1: then, since we're on Jim, uh, the khaki king, uh, <laughs> <The> khaki king. <laughs> overall, you know, re, you know, and especially if you listen to he'll lose with us, you know, how, uh, I have not respected TCU all season and, and thought every week that this was the week that they were going to get beaten. Uh, and I've been obviously wrong. Um, and so I finally uh, succumbed to the obvious uh, about halfway through this game. Uh, I, I bent the knee to TCU, Dave. Yes. They're, uh, they're quite impressive. Quite oh, impressive. Oh my team. gosh. Uh, I didn't think they had the athletes. Uh, to stay with Michigan size-wise, and that was simply not true. Michigan could not run the ball, and that's the beginning and the end of this game. Any free mm-hmm. thing else? Yes. yes, McCarthy played poorly at quarterback. You know, the turnovers helped the, the non-touchdown touchdown in the first half, which if I've ever seen a touchdown catch, that was more obvious to me than the, the famous Des Bryant catch in the NFL for me. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. three quarters oh, of completely landed in the end zone. Yeah. And they're saying that you know half a ham hock there that was yeah. hanging in, in bounds or whatever was was down by contact and, or whatever. I, I just don't see it. Now, granted, they fumbled the next play on the snap, so uh, you know didn't help themselves. But uh, that all being said, TCU, like I said, uh, major props to them stepping up or having the horses athletically and physically up front. I did not ever see them defensive line dominating Michigan's offensive line stopping the run game uh would Blake Corum being healthy have helped I don't think so it wasn't like Edwards was uh you know maybe he dropped a pass or two that Corum would have caught but other than that he was getting tackled. That's all my scrimmage. You're behind. Yeah. You
0: know? Oh yeah. Oh no. Uh, TCU, uh, uh, the two pieces uh, the offensive and defensive lines and the way they were able to manhandle and, uh, on the defensive side of all the speed of their linebackers, um, to just not, you know, Michigan couldn't even get outside on the times that they were able to, to get through the line there. So, um, and yeah, that's just a kudos. testament to the
1: D line that those linebackers were free and easy to run and use their yes. athleticism, but yep. yes, great, yeah. great point.
0: Yeah. So, um, but this game, you know, TCU got up big and then Michigan came back. They, these two teams scored 40, 44 points in the third quarter. I mean, it,
1: Yeah. you
0: know, it, it was somewhat of a defensive game at halftime. And then, uh, whatever, the defensive coordinators decided to do in the second half, whether they changed their game plan or not uh, the wheels completely fell off, as you like to say. Uh, And, and, and it was just an absolute shootout. Um, But every time Michigan did something, TCU had something to come back uh, with and you know, that, Oh, that Duggan kid. My gosh.
1: Oh, was just going to say how number much have of we times, all in was Max Duggan.
0: Oh, it is ridiculous, but when you look at there were two two plays, at the one I remember, the long uh, what ended up being a long touchdown pass, uh, he's dropping back so far and you're like, yep. what is he doing? What and then he, he uncorks just the winning. ball winning right? exactly and the one play that goes for 76 yards. Like he gets it to the receiver just beyond the line of scrimmage and he turns upfield and he's gone. And that was right after Michigan had gotten it close with a touchdown of their own. Um, yeah. All and that's not does... just any
1: receiver. That's Quentin Johnston who is yeah. going to have major NFL success. Yeah. The speed and yeah. apparently oh, yeah. the route running uh, combination uh, he's super impressive so
0: yeah yeah so you know um Duggan wasn't like great uh like from a total game perspective in the passing game but he made the big plays um you know he also ran 15 times for 57 yards and two touchdowns so uh right. he he's just you know as a warrior and, right and D Mercado coming in you know after Miller got hurt and I mean, he was just, he was just a beast, you know, there's no way you would have said uh, TCU would be 263 yards rushing against Michigan's defense, No, Um, but they did, you know, like you said, they did all of the things and, and now, you know, they've gotten all the way and I don't want to hear from you, Mike, if they lose in the championship game that, well, I told you they were going to lose one of these games. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. no. Um, No, I told you I bent the knee. When I bend the knee, I bend the knee. Um, I won't go back on that. So do you feel like Harbaugh and the coaching staff got outcoached by TCU um, in the second Uh. half? Or, you know, it's funny because, like, all season I heard people putting Michigan's defense down and you can run on this team. And nobody really did, though. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah even Ohio State, even Michigan State, you know, big running, big time running programs just still didn't run on them. And then they get to the most important game of the year and that, you know, and this also probably Dave is a reflection of having a month to prepare. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you knew exactly what hole and what, at what angle those running backs need to get through there and schemed accordingly, you know? Uh, So I, I don't know. I asked, do you think there was a coaching advantage on either side i guess
0: i you know i i didn't see that I, I think no me either you know what we talked about already is just the players on the field and tcu's players just played better now if okay could you go back to coaching and say Is it possible that Harbaugh and the Michigan coaches said, oh, you know, we've got this game and, you know, we're not going to let them push us around, but, you know, we don't really think they can, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. there was actually some talk about that. I believe there was some bulletin board material. uh, Yes. About um, some Michigan players commenting that they couldn't remember what conference TCU was in Um, and TCU, they put that out and they said that was motivating them. Um, so you could, uh, could you make an argument that Michigan didn't take them seriously? And that's a reflection on coaching. Perhaps I just think the TCU players just outplayed Michigan. I, I didn't see a ton of, of coaching decisions that I thought I were agree. blatant.
1: No, I agree. I, I just know that some of the Harbaugh haters and uh, and Michigan haters are, are, are trying to point that out, but I, I think it's a false narrative for sure. Right, what about, uh you know, my 10,000 pound gorilla with a chainsaw <laughs> for a dick uh, almost uh, had their chainsaw get uh, almost had their caught.
0: chain chain broken or caught yeah. or yeah, whatever, whatever, uh,
1: whatever metaphor imaging you off. want there. Yes.
0: Um, Against this, this, yeah, really this game. Ohio State team. Yeah, yeah. This game really looked out of hand. Um, I mean, it was obviously just close enough where Georgia was within striking distance. Um but Ohio state for three quarters, Mike, uh, you know, they played really, really well dominated. Um, they had big injuries in this game, Mike, they lost their, their tight end early on. Um, and then of course, Marvin Harrison jr. Got hurt, uh, later on, uh, when you go, um, in the third quarter and he couldn't come back, uh, and hearing afterwards, you know, it's not excuses, but you know, the coaches, you know, and coach day said, look, those are big blows for us, oh, you yeah. know? Um, I mean, you think if, if Georgia had lost Blake Bowers, uh, that would have come back to haunt them for sure. True, true, Um, but that being said, um, boy, Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, he did it last year, yep. and you know, everybody's like he's not that good of a quarterback, and he runs him to the national championship and makes big plays, and he does it, Mike, again in this game. Uh and, and what are you gonna say about this guy? I mean, he's 23 of 34. Well, for all he's 20, done is win. Right. 398 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one interception there. Uh, got a rushing touchdown in the game. Um and look at, you know, C.J. Stroud was 23 of 34 as well. So, uh, these oh, guys. Stroud is
1: impressive.
0: Yeah. Stetson I, he,
1: Bennett reminds me in the NFL of Jake DeLone, if you remember him.
0: Oh, very yes. good
1: quarterback, Not didn't excel at anything tremendously. He was accurate, but he wasn't super accurate. He had a good arm, but it wasn't tremendous. And right. He could and, run and a little just,
0: bit. And
1: Right. Very smart, but he was just a winner. Just a winner wherever he went yeah. and took you know, the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Um, Stetson Bennett is that college version. It's like just no respect, except he's won it twice. And he's been the reason why. Well, I yeah. guess he hasn't won it twice. I'm, I'm getting He's gotten there twice. twice. He's gotten there twice. Um, he's just got it twice. He's had to be the person to make the difference uh, in a field of incredible athletes. And he's done it. Uh, And and so I just give him all the credit. Um, How bad do you feel for the kicker from Ohio state before we get into the coaching decision? You know,
0: I, I think, you know, a 50 yard field goal is a 50 yard field goal. It's, it's difficult. Uh, I think we've come to expect at least from the NFL side um, that those kicks are a lot more makeable. And I think you're more surprised when an NFL kicker, misses something of that length um the college kickers though
1: let me let me riddle you this
0: i would be more 40 upset to 49 yards get a couple more yards to get it inside
1: oh uh, so first of all so let's start there then to take the ball out of Stroud's hand and at that moment, he was running all over the place, making throws, and they run that little dive up the middle for a couple of yards. And it was the give up of we're going to kick a long field goal and win. And I understand time's running down, and you want to, um, you know, give yourself a shot eventually. But it was just too early for that, uh, and it doomed this kicker who was Dave 40 to 49 yards on the season. He was 11 for 11, 50 yeah. and above. He was 0 for two. Yeah. This made him 0 for three. So that couple of yards would have made a huge difference. Um, So I don't know if Stroud called an audible because he was tired because he would he had been, running around like crazy and, and all over the place, but you know what? It's winning time. Uh, you get, you gotta, you know, put the ball in the best player's hands um, especially when he's hot like that. So uh, I just disagreed with, with just, they just they had their foot on the gas and just pumped it just a little bit. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. cost them the game because the kid obviously wound up and felt like he had to, put extra emphasis on the kick and that's, you just, it, it never had chance off his foot. So I just yeah. said a lot there. Any reaction to any of it?
0: Of yeah. I mean, I it's, it's obviously it's very, very difficult in a, in a game like that to have a lead um, only to give it up, only to come back and, and put yourself in a position. Um, and I think Ohio state would say this. We put ourselves in a position to win the game. Um, mm-hmm. and to not win, I guess for, I would for, argue
1: with that for so whatever
0: reason. I yep. mean, but close, we can go for enough. Right. Yep. Um, it wasn't ball like ball they was had to the kick a 50 or 60 down. yard field goal or, um, yep. It's right on the edge of his accuracy, but they made just enough plays to, I, I mean, that, that's very, very difficult. Um, if that was my team, I, you know, I'd be losing my mind, uh, you know, with it's some of that. The, because the
1: run takes up time, you know what I mean? Just so, so much time to unpile and reset the ball. It just takes up time. Uh, I understand. And it forfeits yardage necessarily. So I don't know. Easy for me to say, you know, sitting here in my, cozy upstate New York home but uh, that these are our observations So anything else on this game Dave or you just want to preview the final
0: No I think uh you know we get to the final and um Mike I'm still shocked by this I think it, it opened at 13 or yep. 13 and a half now it's down to 12 and a half um, Georgia favored in this game I TCU is just getting no respect whatsoever. I understand it's Georgia. They're undefeated. They're the defending national champions, but did anybody pay attention to what happened in the Michigan game? Uh, I I mean, I would, I would at least take TCU and the points here. I, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than, than almost two touchdowns. I, I, I mean, uh, Boy, I don't know.
1: Uh, I'm going to reserve comment. I hate to be this guy, but check us out on Lose With Us if you want to hear my um, stance on this game. We don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. I mean, I just called the Georgia (laughs) 10,000-pound gorilla with a chainsaw for a dick. So you could guess where I'm going. But still, um, yeah, this game is going to be very interesting to see if TCU can duplicate the effort. -hmm. Uh, From the Michigan game, yeah, Uh, I think a long enough time will pass where they'll be healed physically. You know, obviously they'll be dinged up in injuries that everyone's hurt this time of year. Yep, Uh, but physically recovered, yes. Uh, Can they get in this national championship game? You know, the whole experience thing too is huge. You know, do you get too high too soon, and and by the time you get to the game, you're flat. You know, national championship atmosphere and all the extra time and attention you know all that stuff all that being said you know i've been on georgia all year and i think uh it's their game to win as far as gambling like i said check us out on, on lose with us uh i'll talk about that part of it um what do you think about the quarterback matchup um for college championship game. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think it's because you look at two guys that, um, have worked their way into, uh, two of the best quarterbacks in college but not the way, you know, you would not say like, not like a Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson or, or you know, Cam, any of these guys, right. Cam Newton, you know, you, you had these guys that had all of this hype um, around them and, and, and produced for a while. I, these are guys that I, you know, I could just say they're, they're more, you know, workmanlike, blue collar, more people can relate to them because of that? I guess the
1: best way I look at it is uh, they probably don't really have an NFL future. This is probably the most important game they're ever going to play in their lives.
0: Yep, that's fair.
1: If they're at all self-aware or have anyone else around them that uh, keeps them humble, they'll know that. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think from that standpoint, the battle of wills between these two uh whose you know natural talent hasn't been as good as others around the country Mm -hmm. Uh, but like you said their grit determination hard work uh got them where they are this is the pinnacle for both of them so it'll be very interesting to watch them now they're not the only two that determine the outcome outcome of a football game but they certainly the two with the most opportunity to do it. So, yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. um, And, and certainly initially I think the focus will be there, but ultimately just like uh, certainly for TCU versus Michigan, the focus here is going to be the offensive and defensive lines for both teams and which, which team is going to be able to impose their will uh, on one side of the ball or or the other um, to make a difference in the game and make big plays to to win. I think that's where what, what it's going to come down to. It, it's, it's really um, that that's where the game's going to be won or lost in my mind.
1: Okay. Okay. So uh, it's been a really interesting bowl season it really started slowly. The early bowls were brutal. Nobody yep. was in the stands and uh, the player, you didn't know you know, 99% of the players on the field. and uh, I don't know. It was just, it felt really, like the death kneel for bowl games mm-hmm. but then new year's day the day before the and the new Year, you know new year's day observed i guess the second yeah um, yep. all three of those days were tremendous football mm-hmm. tremendous mm-hmm. college football yes um, so i guess it restored my belief in college football still being the second most popular sport in the country uh and I just worry about those lesser bowls and those lesser programs, especially going forward. Once we get, you know, this, uh,
0: the 12 teams,
1: 12 team college football playoff. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's another discussion for off season. We'll talk about that, but, uh, tune in Monday night, get your popcorn ready, get your snacks, get your, Cream soda. cream soda yeah uh you know <laughs> get comfortable and uh get rowdy it's college football's finale yep. celebrate it. it's fun uh you know these are athletes at their purest you know not only the quarterbacks but i would say quite a few of these kids are never going to play football again um this is their last game so uh it'll be a lot of fun uh, to watch i'm I'm hoping it'll be you know good weather right now. It does say it's going to be a little bit rainy, so that that's uh, would be interesting, especially for the running games. But well, uh, there, it's
0: at SoFi, so oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Oh, for some reason I thought I was in Miami this year.
0: No, no, they're in SoFi, oh, so that, that shouldn't be an issue. Shouldn't
1: matter. Okay. All right, it's going to be beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium. <laughs> Maybe the is the Rock going to come out and introduce this game too? Oh, jeez! Oh boy, uh, I, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, we'll we'll take bets on that off the air. <laughs> uh, but folks, uh, thanks for for tuning in. Uh, we love the feedback. Uh, we've had some great success lately on Twitter and on um, the YouTube. So thank you for that. And uh, continue. Up Continue the good work because we appreciate it Um, and we'll continue to do our best to bring you our observations uh, here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. Good night.